Hey, everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, stay-at-home moms. What do you find works best to support your spouse in his job? And hey, all you stay-at-home dads, what do you do to support your wife in her career? Now, what about all you folks that don't stay home and everybody's working? What helps your dual-income household run smoothly? We're talking about it all coming up next on the Matt Townsend Show. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Washington essentially shut down in the face of a massive winter storm which tore through the Midwest earlier this week. However, so far there have only been a few inches. A few hundred flights were canceled in nearby airports, but overall D.C. seems to have sidestepped the snow. Senator Rand Paul decided to take the would-be snow day as his opportunity to start a filibuster in an, in an attempt to block John Brennan's confirmation as the next CIA director. Paul is trying to bring attention to the drone strike program. David Petraeus, who was the former CIA director, has been linked to Iraqi interrogation camps by The Guardian and BBC affiliates. The camps are infamous for harsh torture tactics used to force confessions from detainees. Maryland's Senate has voted to repeal the state's capital punishment law, putting the state on track to become the 18th in the nation to lose the death penalty. Detroit's Mayor Dave Bing turned down an invitation for the city to put in a bid for the 2024 Summer Olympics. Bing cited long-term uncertainty about the city's financial stability. In world news, supporters of Hugo Chavez flocked to see his coffin as the Venezuelan people prepare to lay their leader to rest. Preparations are already underway for new elections, which are expected to begin within weeks. An armed group has taken around 20 United Nations peacekeepers hostage near Syria and is demanding Syrian government forces withdraw from an occupied city. And Vatican officials are warning cardinals to keep away from the media after several details about proceedings in anticipation of the conclave leaked. All but two of the 115 cardinal electors are now in Rome. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Joining you today with a head cold. I feel like I'm sitting in a garbage can, echoing in my own brain. Welcome to the program, everybody. Today we've got a great show for you. Uh, really, a good show to teach us how to support one another in our own, um, you know, in our professional endeavors. As we're sitting there, do you think some of you, you know, there's got to be a truck driver listening right now, driving across country, and the last words before he left his house came from his wife that said, you're never home. Why are you never? And she's frustrated and angry that he's always on the road. Are you the kind of partner that supports your spouse in their profession? Are you helping them to, you know, maximize their opportunities professionally? Whether it's, you know, you're supporting your wife or supporting your husband, are you figuring out how to take care of the kids to still help with the housework? 
you know, there's some really interesting changes going on in the world as far as uh, how we're starting to make it, and apparently we need more and more money to do so. So on the show today, we're going to be bringing in an expert who's going to help walk us through uh, helping and being supportive with your partner in their career. It's hard enough in today's day and age to get a job, let alone keep a job. And so we're going to be talking about support and supporting your partner in their in their jobs. That's part of the key today. Now, in the studio, we've got the uh, same old crew, basically. Uh, what's his name? BT. Bryce Tobin is out skiing, right? Yep. Uh, Rob's out gallivanting. <laughs> Probably and, looking for traffic. And Skyboy <laughs> brought a friend in today, Max, Maximilian from Virginia. How are you, Max? Doing good. Hey, uh, and your wife's in Virginia right now without power, probably. Yeah, she said it came on, but might not stick around. Well, let's see. hello to Darcy. Max, what's your last name? Um, Doxy. Darcy Doxy in Virginia. Shout out here from the Intermountain area. And uh, we just want you to know Max is safe, except he does hang out with Skyboy when he's here, which isn't a good idea. And I'm not sure Max knows that. Now, you and Max, you're just old buds. We're old buds. Cool. Well, we're young old buds. Well, yeah, you're young old buds. Did did you tell him about your problem? Uh, Which one? Okay, so you didn't. I, I don't think I went into it. Well, we'll fill him in on that one in the break. Okay. It's uh, He's kind of messed up, Max. He has this thing with superheroes. I mean, you can tell by his cape. Did he used to wear tights everywhere when you knew him back in the day? Yeah, we uh, actually do this thing. He would wear Lucha Libre masks. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's round in his underwear. Yeah, that's him. (laughs) Now it's Spidey, which I think is great because you look good. Thanks, Matt. So uh, good to have you here, Max. And Darcy, shout out from us. Really, I know the weather's uh, not so good back east. So, you know, from, you know, we like the snow here. We just, I know Virginia, it really shuts you down. Kind of fun, though. We need more snow. I, I don't think so. I'm kind of glad the snow's You're tired? Away. You're, yeah. done, you're done? I yeah. like having no snow. You know, today I was able to walk outside, and I almost didn't need a jacket. It was pretty I know, warm. I saw a guy running without a shirt on. Ooh, not quite that warm yet. I almost hit him, actually. <laughs> Put your shirt on, dude. <laughs> you do that die. all the time, Matt. I don't you're know what die, you're complaining you your about. your shirt on. <laughs> That's just crazy. It's still too cold. It's 40-something. That's still Mm -hmm. not right. Hey, uh, on the show today, we're talking about jobs and employment, right? Uh, Do you guys have people that support you with your employment? With my employment? (laughs) Like BYU Radio? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Good people. Do you have family at home that are like behind you saying, go beyond radio, you sound great? Go beyond? Go beyond the radio. You sound oh, great. Go beyond. No, actually, none of my family has ever listened to me on the radio as opposed to Skylar with his mother yeah. and grandma listening every day. I love That's not true. I don't think it's every day. <laughs> it's your, mom, your grandma, Often. Sonia? Grandma Sonia. Love her. Yeah, she's great. So shout out to Grandma Sonia down in Arizona. Mm-hmm. If, if she's listening. What do you mean? Of course she's oh, listening. Of course she's listening. Hey, Grandma. <laughs> so uh, this job thing's a big deal. Um, I was raised with... Two, but my parents divorced, and then I was raised with just my mom. So I was a latchkey kid, okay? Which means uh, I had a key in our um, Winder dairy box, which is the, just the dairy box, which is where they put the milk. And it's a very safe place to put your key because nobody would look for your key in the dairy box, right? Of course. So every day I'd get home from school, go get in the dairy box, and I would go through a routine every single day because no one was home. And I would get... My dog would be right there, always Buddy. His name was Buddy. And he would meet me by the door. 
And I felt so good coming home because there he was with his cute little underbite. Okay, <laughs> looked a lot like Sky Boy. <laughs> and um, he would just look at me and grin like dogs grin. And I'd hug on him, kiss on him. Then I'd go get the peanut butter off of the shelf above the fridge, and I'd stick my nasty schoolboy finger that had not been washed into my peanut butter, and I would then rub the peanut butter on the roof of my dog's mouth. <laughs> it was so cute. And then he'd lick it for like a week. <laughs> and then I would – I was hungry, so I'd usually choose three – one of three things. Um, I called one a cup of cheese. Ew. Which is where I would grate cheese into a cup and then I'd microwave it. Oh. I know. It was great. And um, this was back in the day, by the way, when the microwave sounded like this. And the house would glow and the power would dim. And you knew you were being radiated, but it didn't matter because it's a cup of cheese. you got to radiate it. So then I'd just chug my cheese, which is not easy. Um, a big grease wad. And uh, that was one meal. Another meal was the uh, marshmallow cup of marshmallows, which my mom would get mad about because it would ruin the cups. This, this explains a lot about your physique. Does today, it? Man. Does yeah. it? Does yeah. it? You think? Yeah. I think the radiation I see got those abs. Cups, yeah. A cup of marshmallow abs and then a cup of cheese. Or my favorite was to do, and we've talked about this before on the show, was to do the bologna toss, which is where you throw a slice of bologna on the ceiling you just throw it up there and it sticks. So oh, you can't God. have you can't have like a cottage cheese kind of ceiling, you know, the kind that that are like pokey. Yeah, you can't yeah, have yeah. a pokey ceiling. You got to yeah. kind of have a fairly flat ceiling. But if you throw it, your bologna will stick on the ceiling. And then you have to get underneath the bologna and you arrange your heads on the ground and you arrange your head to where you think the bologna will fall. And if it falls, once it unhooks, because it will naturally just gravity will pull it down. Hello. So gross. If it lands on your face, you win. And then you just eat your bologna without using your hands. If it lands on the carpet, you have to eat the bologna off the carpet, <laughs> which is bad because remember, we had a dog. This is so disgusting. <laughs> well, this is like a typical little boy, what they would do. Well, this is what kids do when you're well, gone, parents. Were you? were you in high school? I was 18. Yeah, 18. <laughs> is that bad? No. No, I was yeah. 18. Yeah. So I was 12. I was 12 to 18. But that's what I was doing. So whenever I think of like parents working and then being supportive, I think of being the kid at home, you know. By the way, when we moved my mom out of her apart, her house there, it was a house, We, um, when we were all leaving and we were like shutting the door, we looked up at the ceiling and there were these perfect green or greasy disc circles all over the ceiling, <laughs> which is where we played Catch the Baloney. Catch the Baloney. <laughs> it was a game that never really picked up on. I mean, nobody really got yeah. into it like we did. I've never seen anybody play so that game. Gross. It's really great. Maybe we can bring it back. Well, I'm actually... Trying to patent it right now. Yeah. We could do it in here. We could, we could bring some bologna in here. I wonder how they feel about that. <laughs> it won't let you have a drink, but bologna on the ceiling? What yeah. could they say? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, parents, you know, are we being supportive of each other working? My mom was just working. We thought we were being supportive because we weren't killing each other, right? So I was helping out. My mom was earning our keep, and life was good. On the show later today, though, we are going to get into how do you support your spouse? Uh, as they're out trying to grow a career, and, you know, we're becoming more and more dependent on each other and our money. You know, we need these dual incomes now. So let's get into that. Before we move on, let's go do this crazy thing we call the human headlines. Real news that affects real people. 
This is the Matt Townsend Show, Human Headlines. Human Headlines, this is where we like to look at the good, the bad, the ugly of the human race. We just go to the headlines, the news headlines. We pull it off the printer and boom, we just hear stories about, you know, what people are trying to do to make their lives better. Let's go. Who's got the first story for us? All right. That would be me. Hit it. So this story is from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And okay. there's a little boy who's 12 and he was, his name's Tony, and he was playing basketball in the driveway of his home. And he has a little sister who's around eight and they have a frozen pond near their backyard. And on Saturday, she was kind of playing around there. And while Tony was playing basketball, he heard his sister fall through the ice. And he he heard the cries and he dashed across trying to save her. But, of course, the ice is too thin to hold her. So he went under, too. Oh, boy. Um, But when they were, you know, underneath the ice, um, he just saw her kind of start to go down because it was just so cold. You know, this poor little eight-year-old girl couldn't keep herself up. He just grabbed onto the hood of her jacket oh, and tried heavens. to keep her up. And they were just crying and yelling. But it was apparently a few minutes before the uh, the child's father heard him. Oh, my know? heavens. And so he was just in there holding up his little sister. And then the dad came and uh, tried to grab them. But then he fell in the ice, too. Oh, but then he got them out, you know. Um, but then the dad stayed with the daughter and uh, trying to get her up. But it was the boy that thought, mm, got it, called 911. So that 12-year-old went, called 911, and it was really cute. Um, what a great when, kid. Yeah, when he was there, he said that um, to the 911 dispatcher, woo, dispatcher, he said, my sister is Samantha, and she was standing on the ice, and she fell in. Then the, uh, they told him what to do, you know, and he shouted them out to his father. And then um, he said, her face is almost completely purple. I tried to keep her head above water, but I'm not strong enough. Holy cow. I know. So what a cute kid. Hero. He's the hero of yeah. the day. What's his name? His name's Tony. Tony, you're the hero of the day. You saved your sister and probably your father. Yeah. And um, again, now think of this. If those kids had grown up with my family, they would have been playing baloney toss and they wouldn't have been out on the ice. See? <laughs> okay. Saved me. I would have been dead. Yep. Because well, that was back in the day. When I grew up, by the way, parents were a lot looser than they are now. They didn't care. We used to ride the gutters down in a rainstorm. When it would rain, all the water would get in the gutters and we'd just all jump in the gutter and start going down the street. It's not healthy. But it was certainly a lot of fun. Nowadays, they wouldn't let us do that. Mm. Parents like, they even make you wear seatbelts nowadays. Back then, so didn't, nobody cared. <laughs> I drove all the way to uh, to um, California in the back window of a, in a of an Impala car. Mm-hmm. That's how little people cared about you. <laughs> Not only did I have third degree burns, first degree burns, I guess. Uh, I also um, lost about 20 pounds of water weight. Uh, <laughs> just dehydrating through the desert. <laughs> anyway, oh lots of fun for me. Um, let's. Uh, oh, that's a good news story. So he's our hero. Great job. Way to save your family and your sister. Hero of the day. Who's got another news story? Merit. I do. It's Ladies' Day. Yeah. So somewhere out in Utah, at the edge of a cliff, there is a 400-foot pendulum swing. Ugh. And a while ago, um, Creighton Baird was trying to shoot a high adventure video, and he wanted his girlfriend to jump off the swing. And she stood there for 45 minutes. Sheesh. I've seen this. It's funny. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to hear what happened. Okay. I don't even want to jump. I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
so he pushed her Did off. Did you hear what she said? What'd she say? I'm breaking up with you. I just got dumped. <laughs> I just got dumped. <laughs> he just got dumped. She pushed, he pushed her off. He pushed her off. Do you know how many guys have thought of that? <laughs> but would never dare do it? Did she freak? She did. She said that she was going to break up with him. Was it for real? Well, it wasn't for real, but they did end up breaking up a week later. They for said it was for a, a different reason. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> you know, I, I've got to step in and ask Has there ever been a guy whose girlfriend didn't break up with him after he pushed her off a cliff? Well, I guess what well, you mean a girl that was actually attached to a rope. I don't care either rope or not. Because <laughs> you wouldn't need to break up with her if she wasn't attached to a rope. Because I realize the article you're saying it says they broke up a week later for reasons having nothing to do. It's, it absolutely had everything to do with this. It pushed your girlfriend off a cliff and then she wonder why it creates trust issues. But see that. See this goes into our topic today. If his job is this shooting of videos in high, what is it? High risk. Climbing or whatever he does, you know, it's hard to be married to a woman that's like not willing to risk her life for your career, <laughs> right? So you just push her off. I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I wouldn't generally say it's a good relationship <laughs> tactic to yeah. throw your girlfriend off a cliff. They do say that you actually bond in scary moments. <laughs> so if he had jumped with her, that would have been a whole different thing. <laughs> Skyboy's got that look in his eye like, is this how you get a girl? <laughs> that's not how you do it, Sky. You don't do it. Well, that, that explains a lot because that—that's what I've been trying. And yeah, no hasn't wonder. Been working. Yeah, so. but but the police are starting to knock on your door, aren't they? Because you're doing all those scary things. So they broke <laughs> up. That's not good. But she should be more supportive of his career. <laughs> Does it say if she was happy that he pushed her? Does it say anything about that, or does it just kind of leave you hanging? Um. By the way, you can go find this video. Um, if you look up Devin Graham. Oh, just look up Guy Pushes Girlfriend Off Cliff. Yeah. The you... first thing that comes up. Okay. At the end, it says that she came up and gave him a big hug and thanked him for pushing her off. But... And then threw up all over. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? Not quite. <laughs> oh, see, you know, isn't love cute? <laughs> she probably broke up because he's, he gets bad grades or something just trivial. Had nothing to do with that. Highly doubt it. Well, um, interesting. Okay, so supportive. Are you a supportive spouse? Do you support your partner uh, in their careers? Would you jump off a cliff if your partner was a person who makes videos of people jumping off cliffs? No, you're not that crazy, right? When we come back, we're going to get into this topic in depth. How do you support your partner in their career? And we're going to be talking to an expert today trying to help us figure out, you know, maybe a healthier way to do it, how to support them to even get a job. And let alone keep it. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. You will never guess how Neil Armstrong's footprints on the moon connect to your local weather forecast tomorrow. Stay tuned. This is Innovation Now. Bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. This is a story about unlikely connections and how the pursuit of scientific inquiry can cross strange boundaries. John Lane is a physicist at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. Part of John's job is to think ahead to the time we return to the moon with robots as well as astronauts. 
His specific task involves figuring out how close we can come when visiting old Apollo moon landing sites without damaging and disturbing them with the dirt kicked up from rocket exhaust. Lane was working on a laser-based moon dust sensor that could warn a robot probe or spacecraft when it was kicking up too much lunar dust, and he needed something to use for testing his sensor. He settled on raindrops as a kind of substitute for airborne lunar dust and came up with an accidental discovery that might make weather prediction more accurate than before. Seems his laser dust sensor can make a very accurate measurement of the size of falling raindrops in midair, something that radar can only guess at. Knowing the exact size of raindrops can lead to better weather models and forecasts. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. What song changed my life? There are a lot of songs that have changed my life. It's a totally brutal question to try and answer. Every musician has that one song that changed their life. Join Tony Award winner Lea Salonga, American Idol finalist Brooke White, and more of your favorite artists as they explore their lives before and after they heard that one song that changed everything. Watch The Song That Changed My Life, Monday nights at 7.30 on BYU-TV. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are discussing supporting your partner in their careers, in their professions. You know, you got to do it. Plus, apparently, it's paying off. Research from a Pew study, a recent Pew study, shows that 83% of families today make more than their parents did. And uh, 93% of dual earner families are making more than their parents did, while 77% of single earner families are making more. So apparently we're making some pretty good money, and uh, we need to be more supportive of our spouse to make sure we're on the same page trying to figure that out. Uh, In a bit, we're going to bring on Jennifer Armitstead, who is a, a, a coach, a career coach, And uh, she's going to give us some guidelines for how you and your partner can get together, get on the same page about your career objectives, your goals, how to figure out how to run your life together. But before we do that, we should all try to support our spouses, right, in whatever decisions they make. But what about if it's something that they're doing that's a bit of a hot topic right now? Our producer, Madison Allred, helps us explore some social issues that deal with supporting your spouse. Supporting your spouse is one of the most important things you can do in a relationship. But what about when it comes to something a little bit out of the ordinary? What about if it reverses traditional gender roles? That's right, I'm talking about stay-at-home dads. The current trend is to have dads stay at home. The amount of stay-at-home dads in the last decade has doubled to 176,000, according to the 2011 United States Census. When you expand this number to include men who maintain freelance or part-time jobs, but also serve as the primary caretaker of children under 15 while their wife works, the number expands to 626,000, also according to the 2011 U.S. Census. Some may ask, why? Why are there more men choosing to stay at home? More men have lost their jobs than women in the recession. When there are two parents that are working outside of the home, it often turns out that because of this economic crisis that the women are making more than the men. 
Both have a desire to have at least one parent stay at home for the benefit of their children, and it just makes sense to have the woman go out and make more money while the father stays at home and takes care of the children. Also, what helps make the decision easier is because of the rising cost of childcare. But then there is another type of stay at home dads the one who just chooses to stay at home. Some fathers feel that it is a more fulfilling job and also it fulfills their creative aspect of their lives. Since their time is more flexible, some fathers have been able to develop skills like woodworking, so instead of buying toys for their kids, they're able to make them. Others develop skills like leatherworking, sewing, and even beekeeping. To address this trend, some people are saying that these fathers are coming out of the pantry as they showcase their ability to not only accomplish, but to succeed as the stay at home parent. With the first aspect, when the father chooses to stay home, they feel like they're supporting their wife in her decisions and her career success, while they also get to be there for their kids. With the second, when the father chooses to stay at home to fulfill his duties and also to help his children, It can be the wife that is choosing to support her husband's decision to stay at home. People tend to have very polarized views on this subject of stay at home dads, but either way you look at it, the kids are being taken care of and the parents are supporting each other's hopes and dreams. Stay at home dads. Now, I personally think it's a great thing because then if I were a stay at home dad, we would have a cup of cheese. <laughs> cup of marshmallow, and we play the baloney game. Baloney on the yeah. ceiling game. And I don't see a problem with that. But uh, ironically, once my wife heard that, she decided she'd be a stay at home mom uh, to save our children. One of those things. From well, arterial You know, problems. there are actually a lot of dads that stay at home and turn it into be something just quite great for themselves. Like I mentioned in there, you know, they take up woodworking. Yeah. Uh, leather working. Um, there's this blog of this dad who runs this blog about all that he does with his kids at home. Uh, I don't think it quite says what his wife does, but um, it's pretty amazing what he creates for his kids and what he does with his kids. And uh, a lot of dads take up some talents that they wouldn't normally have time to do. Yeah. I think too, we're at, a, we're at an age where they can do that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many other things we can be doing at home, yeah. jobs, blogs, uh, pushing, you could start a company where you push people off cliffs. <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, we're, we really are in a day and age where I have a lot of clients where the wife, the husband is the, you know, the, the primary breadwinner, but she works for JetBlue or she works for these airline companies taking reservations and works about six hours, usually does it in the middle of the night or early in the morning and they're making money and they're able to stay home. I mean, this is a time when we've probably never had as many options as we have. Isn't stay-at-home dad, though, a lot like, uh, you know, a, a single dad? Where single dad's kind of like introducing kids into the bachelor lifestyle, where the little kid grows up thinking a motorcycle yeah. and lawnmower engine in the kitchen is normal. It's not a problem. <laughs> and, but the problem with stay at home dad is then you're taking the single dad environment of the house just being thrashed. Yeah. And then introducing a wife into the equation who comes home tired from a long day of work and now stressed out because the house is thrashed. Well, that might not be a real stay-at-home dad then, right? I mean, the stay-at-home dad also should take responsibility for the home. I'll get that lawnmower out of there by Friday, (laughs) I promise. I've been doing a tune-up. Well, also, you know, one of the members of our team, Bryce Tobin, is quite vocal of how he wants to be a trophy husband. He does. Not just a stay-at-home dad, but a trophy husband. Well, and the trophy husband's the lesser-known trophy (laughs) spouse. We always hear of the trophy wife where I guess they, they look like arm candy and everything looks great. But he wants to just 
beef up, work out, eat bacon coated something, and rant. And stay at home, take care of the kids, take care of the house. And yeah. I think, you know what, he would actually be really good at that. because, <laughs> And then give him a pet, mm-hmm. and he's the happiest guy in the world. Exactly. Did you see him the other day when we were talking about animals? He's just a big, cuddly man. Um, so if you're looking for a trophy husband, <laughs> 1-855-CHAT-BY. Now, don't give us a call on that one. Bryce isn't even here, so we won't even take that one. But uh, I think this is the new age. Um, it used to be, I mean, I guess people used to think that was weird. But today, you know, everyone's got the opportunity to be everything they want to be. And really, I guess, why not? Apparently, we need it. And it's harder and harder to make some of these things work. In my family, my wife has chosen to stay home. I think sometimes she regrets that. And I usually know that about 6 o'clock at our house. We call that killing time because we know that one of our children's on the verge of death because she's had it. She's had it. And then um, so that's when my job, when I come home, it's now my turn to step in. And then I just start, I guess I'm supposed to kill Play the baloney on the ceiling. Can't then we play baloney yeah. on the ceiling. We distract Everything them, works out. And we're okay with it. No big deal. It's just, so what if there's bacteria on the ceiling? No one can even reach it. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about this with a professional. Jennifer Armitstead is going to be joining us. She is a career coach, host of Job Club Radio, and she's going to walk us through some keys to making sure you're supporting your spouse in their occupation you know, making everything, making the opportunities actually happen for them. We'll take a break. We'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. listen to part of our show is there anything you're wondering about do you have a question you need answered or a thought to share maybe you have a story you'd like to tell call into byu radio during one of our talk shows and chat with one of our hosts the number is 855 chat byu that's 855-242-8298 we'd love to hear from you just call 855 chat byu This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. After a massive winter storm forced over 1,000 flight cancellations and cut power to over 50,000 homes and businesses earlier this week, Washington, D.C. wisely shut down before the heavy snow and winds arrived. However, it seems they've dodged a bullet as only a few inches have fallen. Senator Rand Paul decided to take the would-be snow day as his opportunity to start a filibuster in an attempt to block John Brennan's confirmation as the next CIA director. Paul is trying to bring attention to the drone strike program. According to a new documentary from The Guardian and the BBC, David Petraeus, who was the former CIA director, was linked to torture camps in Iraq. When word of the interrogation centers became public, fighting in the country became much more violent. Maryland Senate has voted to repeal the state's capital punishment law, putting the state on track to become the 18th in the nation to lose the death penalty. Alabama has enacted by far the nation's strictest abortion law, making it illegal to terminate any pregnancy that has matured past 12 weeks. Pro-choice groups have already promised to challenge the law. In world news, an armed group has taken around 20 United Nations peacekeepers hostage near Syria and is demanding Syrian government forces withdraw from an occupied city. 
Supporters of Hugo Chavez flocked to see his coffin as the Venezuelan people prepare to lay their leader to rest. Preparations are already underway for new elections, which are expected to begin within weeks. And Vatican officials are warning cardinals to keep away from the media after several details about proceedings in anticipation of the coming conclave leaked. All but two of the 115 cardinal electors are now in Rome. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, joined here with Jennifer Armitstead. She is the coach, the career coach, the guru. She's the one, if you need a job, this is the woman you need to talk to. She knows everybody on this earth, and she's called them twice. Right, Jen? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Now, Jen, before we get going, I want where do they get a hold of you? You can find me at movingforwardsolutions.com. Movingforwardsolutions.com and a career coach. So really, mm-hmm. like we need a career coach. Careers just come to us. They just pop right in our lap. It's that simple. Clearly. Absolutely. Just like at the gym, you don't need a trainer to get in shape. <laughs> no. Because you, you already know how to use all the equipment. <laughs> yeah, of course. Clearly. Even though I pulled my shoulder out <laughs> while I was trying to figure one of them out. Moving forward. Solutions.com. I got to write it down because I'm going to call you. Okay. I need a new job. You might after this show. Apparently. <laughs> com. Um, what's the big deal? I mean, are we also kind of backwards that... This idea that I guess men are only supposed to be the workers mm-hmm. and women are supposed to all just stay at home. It sounds like that's going away. Yeah, might have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it? So are we not being supportive enough to our spouses, do you think? I mean, are we not knowing how to help them get a career, keep a career? What's going on? I mean, we know that men, women still go do their work, but they come home and do the majority of housework. Mm-hmm. They do. So we're still not helping out there. Yeah. Um, Plus, I don't know. So what do you think? What's the cause of or where where are we struggling with this support? Well, I think the biggest issue is that those for people who are in their 30s, a lot of them still had a stay at home mom growing up. So yeah. that's what was modeled for them. Right. And those stay at home moms had a stay at home mom as well. Yeah. So now there's that transition for the 30, 40 something saying, wait a minute, you know, what am I doing? Or like in your situation, being a latchkey kid, yeah. some of us, you know, we didn't know exactly what's mm. going on. And now we're trying to be supportive and we don't know how to support. So part of it is just what was modeled or wasn't yeah. modeled. We for didn't us. see it, did we? Yeah. Right. And so I think throwing baloney on the ceilings normal clearly and people here are like <laughs> gasping like that's horrible exactly. whatever <laughs> and it tastes so good it tastes so good and it's high in fiber mm-hmm. if it hits the carpet All right. <laughs> um so that's a big deal that that thing there was a study um by the harvard business review that was then placed in the deseret news in the salt lake newspapers talking about this idea of the guilt the guilt that comes with this work family situation. Mm-hmm. So, and this probably goes back to how we were trained, how we were raised, that good moms are home with their kids. Bad moms, I guess. I don't know if it's bad moms, but other moms are away. And then the, but the moms have guilt. Regardless, moms have guilt. Mm-hmm. But they actually found that when mom has a dad at home helping, they feel less guilt. 
because we're a team. We're making this work together. Right. Yes. Because in, in today's relationships, we tend to communicate a lot more than our parents did, yeah, too. We did. And so it's it's better from that regard of saying, hey, you know, honey, thank you for, for being home with the kids. I appreciate it. This is the wife talking to the husband, yeah. right? You know, and the the wife is able to do what she needs to do. She's going to be that primary breadwinner. Right. And, and it's not so taboo to talk about it. In fact, it's quite detrimental if you're not. And people are getting that. They're seeing the value mm-hmm. of having that conversation. Well, and it's working. Again, the Pew study shows that 83% of families are making more than their parents did. So apparently it's working. But it's also more expensive to live, too. Oh, so, let's not go yeah, there. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Newsflash. See, but yeah, so when we you know, we're making more money and people are, we're just turned the boat as far as starting to save more than the first time we ever have as a country. You mm-hmm. know, we used to always have more debt than what yeah. we were saving. So people are getting a little bit smarter, you know, about it. Finally. But, yeah, finally. But Isn't even that... though even though we're earning more money too, the, the other costs of going to work are more expensive. Yeah. Clothing is more expensive. Uh, you have the cars are more expensive. Gas is more expensive. Everybody's got to have 15 gadgets. Some yeah, you, you, know, you got to have your gadget or sure. you're not cool. Absolutely. So it's all those pieces. So, yes, we are making more money, but it's more expensive to even to just have a good career and have those things that you feel like can help you. Like having an iPad is, you know, standard issue. All of us have to have something like that. <laughs> well, and if you think like we it used to be inherent what your role would be, your role would be mommy mm-hmm. or daddy. And now um, and, and with that came the institutionalization of it. Everyone understood your role. We know when you'd cross your road. Now those boundaries are all different and blurred. And so yeah. it's almost like if you're not seriously getting into collaborating and talking about it, you're going to not be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Sure, definitely. I, I've talked to a number of, of male friends who say, I don't want to be the same kind of dad my dad was. Yeah, no. Like, I don't want to go there. I want to be the type of dad that has time at the end of the day to get out of work, to go and be that soccer coach. Yeah. Um, You know, they're talking about how they want to be different. They want to be more involved. Yeah. And so they're looking for careers that can give them that flexibility. And and women are saying, wait, I want to go back to work or I want to continue working. Yeah, I don't want to lose that. Yeah, exactly. And so so what can we do? So because now I've come back from maternity leave, for example, how am I going to balance that time? Because by the way, I got to drop Junior off at the daycare or whatever that looks like, right? Right. So so companies are getting savvy too to work with people. So people are overall, everybody on both sides of the table, the employers as well as the employees are communicating better and that helps the the families communicate. Well, that's one of, and and that's one of the big issues of this article is we have to make sure our policies as companies Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Support this kind of thing. It, well, there was a big deal, but with the Yahoo CEO. Do you remember that? Was it Yahoo? Where oh, the she she had her Marissa. own yeah. Mm-hmm. She had her own nursery in her at her office where they would take care of her child, I guess. But she, her employees didn't have the same benefit. Of course not. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and nobody kind of... has her closet either. Marissa's closet is amazing, apparently. Is it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, but she just did a big thing that she wanted people to come back into the office. She's like, no more working from home. We're going to rein this back in. They want and, it in. And employees are like, what? What are you talking about? You know, this has worked. And um, anyhow, as companies get more results focused uh-huh. as opposed to, you know, FaceTime focused, right. then they're going to be more comfortable with their people working from home. Well, because it's a number. You hit my mm-hmm. number. I don't care how you hit it. Just do it legally. Yeah, exactly. Morally. Please. That's yes, right. right, absolutely. So then, if you think about, well, how does a spouse support that that other spouse that's working from home? Even uh, that's a whole nother issue because yeah. just because they're in the house working doesn't mean that they're free to go pick up the kids. Doesn't yeah. mean that they're available to go pick up a gallon of milk. That's right. And so you have to communicate with each other and establish those very clear boundaries. 
I had one client that he had a um, an office door that was locked and nobody could get in. And, cannot penetrate. Yeah, we cannot penetrate. In fact, I think there were like lasers and stuff yeah. they had to go through to get to the door. But um, the family talked about it, saying, now dad's going to be working from home. This is the expectation. And by the way, because he's working from home, that doesn't mean he's not av- he's not available, right? Yeah. But he is going to he's going to come out occasionally. And um, in fact, if I remember correctly, he built it so that he could go from his office to the bathroom. Really? Yeah. Like a little channel, exactly. a little tunnel. Yeah, escape hatch, right? <laughs> um, which made a difference because when he would come out to use the restroom, He'd kids get bombarded were like, dad, dad, dad. And, yeah. and so um, as much as mom would try to control that, they couldn't because kids are kids no, and right. they want to play. They think you're there. So there's even those kind of issues that come up for the stay at home. And that's not for everyone. I mean, right. there's I know people that they can't do that. Right. They can't. They don't have enough discipline to lock the door mm-hmm. right. or to not take a two-hour break if they just went to the restroom. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I know. It's very hard. And then imagine when you're working from home and then your kids are home for summer or something or spring break. You know, how do you balance that? Uh And so you have to have some clear defined lines. In fact, I do know some people in those situations actually will go to the office because like, I'm not going to get anything done. When I wanted to write my book, I had to leave town for two weeks. Mm. And I just left. It was just better. Yeah. Than me making everyone mad and feeling guilty that mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And you hard. communicate to them, hey, this is uh-huh. what's going on. Yeah. Actually, I didn't. I just drove away. Nice. How's that I didn't for call you? for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The book's done. Yeah. So Great. get off my back, everybody. <laughs> we have more money to pay for therapy yeah. now. Yeah, that's Great. right. Now we can fix the family with the money we made on the book. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? It's a um, it's kind of a I guess this is a first world issue mm-hmm. kind of a thing. It's one of these things where we've evolved. We have this great advancement. We have all these opportunities. And now we have to learn to even be more adaptable and and talk, heaven forbid. Sure. I mean, it's almost like more is needed from our relationship today than years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. now we have to work through some of this. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues, too, with the job. Um, my clients, I have a lot of clients fighting over the fact that you're at work and everybody at work thinks you're great and you just get this big ego because mm-hmm. everyone just strokes your ego. Mm-hmm. And then you come home and I just feel like I'm a nag because I just make you do work. You know what I mean? So there's Mm -hmm. that issue, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is huge. Sure. Absolutely. So – and – Certainly, there's a reality that you, we're the same person experiencing all these different roles, right? right? And so balancing that out and figuring out what's going on. And, and some certainly people will look for work as a way to fulfill those things. And so that's if, – if that's truly your situation you just gave, that's going on. There's such a deeper issue. Oh, you know, and you as the therapist, yeah. you know. It, it, there's deeper things that are going on. But that's, that's the um, – uh, what's the word? The effect later. You yeah, know, yeah. That's, the kind of, that's the wave yeah. later that right. comes over. Well, let's do this. I want to take a break because I, I want to come back and give you enough time to start teaching us what we should be doing to kind of support one another, okay. right? And get on the same page. Really, it shouldn't be that hard, right? Mm-hmm. We all like money. We all want each other happy. But somebody's got to make dinner tonight. <laughs> and it's Are not going to be me. I'm not. I'm horrible. But you know what? Have you ever had um, cup of cheese? Something close. It's so good. Yeah. Have you ever had bologna on the ceiling? No, we didn't own bologna or buy bologna. How about a marshmallow no. cup? <laughs> Sorry. I'll give you a little bit of all of them. <laughs> That's actually dessert. Soon. I don't want to give you dessert too early. <laughs> We're talking with Jennifer Armitstead. She is the career coach. You can find her at movingforwardsolutions.com. And is that right? Movingforwardsolutions.com. Mm-hmm. We'll be back, and we're going to pick her brain. She's going to give us tools to support our partner in their occupation. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
do you tell your dry cleaner when you bring them your solar-powered clothing? This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. The sun gives away, for free, between 3 and 6 kilowatt hours per day, per square meter. That's what makes solar power so tempting and what drives people to keep inventing and perfecting ways to harness that free energy. But solar cells are hard and brittle and expensive. What if we could make a solar power fabric? University of Maryland researchers thought of a novel way to make that happen. They altered the formula for making optical fibers and created an optical fiber that is also photovoltaic. Solar Energy Collecting Fiber Optics Being a flexible fiber, these solar collectors could be woven into flexible cloth. A suit made of that cloth could gather enough juice to power all the modern tech toys an average person may carry. Such fibers are also able to detect laser radiation, so solar clothing might also link to your personal cell phone using power and data picked up by your coat. A soldier wearing it could be warned of a target laser shining on him, even if it wasn't visible. If you have grant money, they're still working on getting those shoes to match. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Broadcast from the campus of BYU, the Wheatley Forum brings you topics ranging from fostering integrity to financial security. Join expert researchers and panelists to hear uplifting and motivating scholarly discussions. Tune in to the Wheatley Forum, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Talk about good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are talking about supporting your spouse in their occupation and, um, you know, making sure that we're leveraging this relationship. It's your most important relationship, and your spouse seems to be pretty, or your occupation seems to be pretty critical to the marriage itself. So we're joined here with Jennifer Armitstead. She is the, I just call her the relationship coach, not, I mean, the career coach. She's good at relationships, too. I'll leave you to that. Well, your husband calls and says you're really trying hard, <laughs> which is half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Jen is a um, a career coach. You can find her at movingforwardsolutions.com. She has coached hundreds of people in their careers. She's done a ton of retail management, recruiting management, branch management. You've managed pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And here you sit. Yes. Ready for the edifying of our listening audience. Here's what I want to know. If we're supposed to get on the same page and we're supposed to have the same, we have to talk about a lot of the stuff because it's not inherent in our roles anymore. Just because you're a woman, you don't stay home. Just because you're a man, you don't earn the money. How do we start this? How do we start to bridge it? What's the first key? Okay. So the first thing is I think as an individual, you really need to know what it is you want to do with your career. Where are you going? Ugh, you got to know so, that. I know. It's a bummer. I'm sorry. No, But it really makes a difference because yeah. as you have that clarity, then you can communicate it with your spouse and your children and extended family and friends and whatnot. So um, do you want to tip on a good exercise? How do you? Yes. Okay. How do you? Because that's so, – I still look in the, in the ads. Mm-hmm. Every – like BYU sends me their – their their job openings. And I still look like I'm actually curious. 
Even though I'm not, I guess. Sure. But why am yeah. I looking? Anyway. Well, maybe you know somebody can refer. It's all Doubt right. it. It's That's all right. probably true. <laughs> so, um, by the way, Matt, I think you make a fabulous receptionist. Do you really? Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Because your you know, personality uh-huh. is so welcoming. I'm bubbly. <laughs> mm-hmm. They call me bubbly. Sure. Although you probably forget about the phone and not answer it. I wouldn't something. answer it. I think it's overrated. <laughs> so, uh, clarity on direction. Where are you yep. going? You know, what am I doing? Right? So, key thing to do is to set aside a time where you can be alone and do this. Okay. And so How much best time thing do to need? do, I would say at least one hour. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do is get a pad of paper and a pen. We're going old school. Okay. Good. And so let the family know um, ahead of time. We're going to have this time. Exactly. Leave me alone. And ideally leave the house, go somewhere in the summertime or even the springtime. If there's like a local park or somewhere you can walk to, go there. Okay. And tell the family and say, seriously, my cell phone is not going to be on. Okay. You do not contact me. I will reemerge at such and such time and I will check back in with you. And so, of course, if all heck breaks loose, they know where to find you because you're at the park at the end of the street or whatever. Right. So um, then when you go and you have that time, then make sure that you are able to write down why it is that you love your job that you're doing right now. What is it that really, really attracts you to that job? So start with what what, what you love about what you're doing right now. Exactly. And then um, and as you're going through that, if you say, you know what? This kind of is a bummer. I don't like my job. Then start writing down the reasons why you don't. Okay. Okay. And so yeah. just kind of get real about your current situation. And then that's going to give you some insight about what it is that you want to do in the future. Mm. So let's say generally you like your job. You're feeling pretty good about things. And educationally, you're, you're feeling good and whatnot. Um, and then from there, you can say, okay, well, what's really important to me? And this is what I refer to as your must-have versus your nice-to-have list. Okay. So your must-have might be a salary. There might be a certain percentage of time that you're good with traveling with. You might have... Um, key things about a manager that you like working with or managers styles that don't work well right. for you. You know, we all have our different things that mm-hmm. help make us successful. That would be your must have. And then on your nice to have list, you might have things like, you know, if I had extra vacation would be great. If I had a paid cell phone, you know, things like that. We're not talking Learjets. Right, We're no. not talking, you know, massage therapy five days a week. In not the that office. that's wrong. That's yeah. And not some, that we yeah. wouldn't want it. <laughs> exactly. But be realistic. Right. Yeah. And then from there, take that and, um, Narrow it down to really those key things that are important to you and then have a follow-up conversation with your spouse. And that follow-up conversation should not be when you're busy trying to have dinner yeah, make, or yeah, the kids the trying to get them to bed or whatever and you're, you're talking while you're giving the twins a bath or something. Right. You know, no, give that conversation the time that it deserves. Sit down together and talk about it. Okay. And then from there, I really recommend that you let your spouse noodle on it for a minute. Yeah. Think about it. Maybe let them go for a walk down the street for an hour. You know, Think about it and come and- back. They're going to think about what you like about mm-hmm. your job, and, mm-hmm. and they're they're thinking about it for what purpose? So that they understand, but also, are you um, in sync with yeah. them or you, not? Yeah, let me give you some feedback, because I think right. you're way off here. Right. So, yeah. like, for example, Matt, you might say that you're totally good with traveling 50% of the time, Yeah. but what if your wife's like, uh-uh, Mm-mm. this isn't cool? Like, yeah. maybe 25%, you know, because this is why. This is what it does to me in the home. This is what it does to our kids. So what that does is allowing that spouse to have the opportunity to go and think about it themselves and bring back ideas right. is that then you can have another conversation. Again, that third conversation needs to be alone without the distractions. Yeah. Turn off the TV. You know, maybe get out your you know bucket of cheese or whatever yeah. you're eating. Well, it's you know? a cup of cheese. A cup of cheese, sorry. They're very easy to make. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> it you, I, I'll give you the recipe. You just need cheese and a cup. And a cup. And, and a, a microwave. microwave. Like kind of nice. the higher end microwave. That's it's, the old school one. Yeah, I know. And For I, sure. just to make it healthier, I just drain the oil. Oh. And then I just eat the cheese wad. Wow. Oh. 
Oh you don't want to drink the cheese oil because that'll kill you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because the cheese wouldn't. <laughs> Anywho, so that that so was... that's three conversations, mm-hmm. right? But see, this is why we don't end up doing this, huh? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't have time for three conversations. I'm too busy <laughs> trying to survive in this job I hate. Sure, absolutely, and doing Facebook updates and that's whatever. Exa- well, yeah, mm-hmm. you got to stay in connected with, in connection with people, right? Yes, absolutely. So in the third conversation. We're kind of getting her feedback, your mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. Are we on the same page? Is this yes. where we're trying to go? Yeah, exactly. This So then we both have a good understanding of where things are at. Because you never know. A recruiter could come find you and say, hey, I want to talk to you about a position. Yeah. Then you can go back to your must-have and nice-to-have list and know – is this position even in sync with what my family wants? Does this make sense for me? You know, and so then you don't have to go through the whole interview process right. and then find yourself sitting down with your spouse saying, "Okay, honey, I've got this job offer," and then all of a sudden a whole slew of stuff comes up, and you're going, "Wait a minute, we're on yeah. two totally different pages." So what I'm saying is, have that plan of action before you have to be in the middle of the heat of the battle. Am I looking um, short term or long term? It seems like sometimes the job I want to have is like three jobs away. Sure. So do I just look for the job I want next or do I want this list to be the job I want in the end? Well, think more career overall as okay. opposed to jobs are going to be the different positions you'll right. have all along. So I look at career starting from our undergrad years till when we die. Because even oh, after yeah. we retire, we might do some church work, mm-hmm. some civic work. We might start a nonprofit. Who knows what it is? Yeah. That's still part of your career. So, right. yeah, you can definitely be thinking jobs you know, okay. forward. But for your must-have and nice-to-have list, if ideally that can cover overall for your whole life, then it'll be a much better guide for you. Well, and how cool it is that you and your spouse are on the same page. Mm-hmm. And like there's a there's got to be a driver out there driving a truck middle of this country doesn't want to do this the rest of his life but needed to take the job was trained and certified in it got his licensing but wants to own a truck company and she's kind of got to be on board cuz we got to yeah. go buy three more trucks in the next few years sure yeah absolutely so if we're on that same page huge mm-hmm, absolutely and then that way she can support him you know maybe there's some research that needs to be done around that and yeah. she'll have very specific knowledge okay or not specific knowledge she's going to get the specific knowledge mm-hmm. but more uh, specific direction. Okay, this is where we're going. It's like Wayne Gretzky, the the yeah. hockey. You know, where is our puck going yeah. to? Let's skate to where it's Get going to. There. to. Yeah. Do we then? And then we write. We document this. Sure. Oh yeah. So now it's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then don't you think we should make it like into a pillow? <laughs> Cross stitch it. I don't know. Hang it on the wall or something. Exactly. Because that's what I would do. That's my first thought. Right. That's just how I roll. Uh-huh. I always think, well, how can we cross stitch this? That's what I'm doing. While I'm eating my cheese. While I'm eating my cheese wad. Yes. Uh, that's cool. Okay. So we've got our plan. We're mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. We're on the same page. Maybe mm-hmm. it's even cross stitched. Then what? Okay, so a really important thing is that you're not allowed to be each other's career coaches. What? So, yeah, I'm sorry. That's what you're for. You're yes, just trying yeah. to get business. I am trying to get business. But really, the so, spouse should probably stay out. Why? Because it, well, quite honestly, it'll affect intimacy. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. It totally just blows things up in the family. Yeah. And so you need to be able to turn to somebody who can give you advice and that it's not going to have any kind of effect in other areas of your life. Yeah. And so and I've had people say, yeah, 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 my spouse, we're very open about things. I'm like, great. That's good. I'm glad that you are. That's very important. Right. But when it comes to career things, for some reason, it is such a hot topic for people. And so go and get outside help. And certainly there are books that you can read. There are coaching groups, you know, individual coaching. There's a lot of different ways that you can get the support. Plus, I guess just somebody you really respect that is in the position that Mm -hmm. maybe you want or Mm -hmm. somebody you care about. Yeah. It's a big deal because what if the, what if your spouse gives you the wrong advice? Oh, yeah. And I only did it because you told me mm-hmm. I could be a lawyer. 
Right. And yeah. that took me back three years or whatever. I mean, sure. that's a big sure. deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mentors are different from a career coach, too. Okay. So a mentor be maybe that person you respect in that position okay. that you want to be a part of. But a, a career a coach. coach is going to help you with the very tactical, okay, what am I going to do step by step? Like you mentioned, uh-huh. the job I want is three jobs away. How am I going to make that transition happen? And sometimes you probably ought to invest in that. I mean, if, if you want real feedback, it's just different. I've noticed that anyone can get marriage advice, but when you're paying money for it, mm-hmm. you kind of take it completely differently. Oh, and if yeah. you're if you're a little desperate for a job or you really want to make it work, I would I'd highly suggest that you pay for it, mm-hmm. that you at least invest something in oh, it. Oh, sure, it's investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I've had people ask me before, "What are things I can do to invest in my career?" And I said, "Well, one thing you can do is tell your spouse to stop buying you ties for Father's Day, and instead <laughs> create an Amazon wish list of career books that you're interested in. Yeah. Then they can go there and buy you books that will actually support you in your career That's instead huge. of buying you another tie." Yeah. You know, do and not so, give me a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even wear ties. <laughs> right. I don't know how to tie a tie. Yeah, so Isn't that all, true? yeah, so those kind of things that can make a difference. You can get that outside help. What are some of those books? Like, if someone's listening, what mm-hmm. are two or three books that are just top notch? Oh, sure. Covey wrote a book, um, uh, "Great Work, Great Career." Okay. And a good book on networking would be "Never Eat Alone" by Keith Ferrazzi. Okay. It's really good. I call it the Bible of networking, and. Um, Let's see. Another one would be You Are a Brand by Catherine Caputa. She's a really? branding strategist. She's the lady who came up with the oh. I Heart NY yes. theme. And so Catherine Caputa's book, You Are a Brand, is really good. I'm writing these down. You should be. You uh, might need a new job. I, you have no idea. <laughs> Skyboy always looks at me like I'm one show away from losing this gig. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, three books, though. And then what might be interesting is read them together. Sure, yes. And so, talk some more. Mm-hmm, and I mean, mm-hmm. not talk to coach each other, but make that be part of our thing. I mean, there's a lot of jobs now just in home businesses and things like that. You have more opportunities than ever, it seems like, to find a career. Oh, yeah. There's a million options. I mean, think back to our grandparents' time. Oh, you man. were like going to be either the town doctor uh-huh. or a nurse or a teacher or a farmer. Yeah, or the right? blacksmith. Yeah, or a blacksmith. Yeah. yeah. And so, you got to be one of those. Yeah, exactly. We all need blacksmiths now. That's right. And so, but the point is, is that now we're in a situation where there are way more options. So, yeah. I mean, to put it into context, back then we called it the industrial revolution. Right. Now it's the knowledge revolution. Yeah. So things more knowledge based. And so we have so many more jobs. But the reality is, is that before kids will graduate from high school, there will be new positions that are created. That, that they had no idea when they were a freshman in high school. Oh, yeah. They, but by the time they're a senior, there'll be something new. So here we're asking kids when they're 15, 16, hey, what college do you want to go to? What job do you want to have? They don't even know. They can't even begin to fathom right. what it is in the future. And then the same thing happens again when they go to college. New jobs are being created even while they're in school. Oh, man. You know? So we're we're constantly a step behind in those ways, you know, trying to figure yeah. it out. But, um, yeah, there's a ton of options that are out there. Man, see, you're just full of ideas. That's why I'm good at what I do. Okay, we're, you're way good. We're going to come back. We're talking with Jennifer Armitstead, and she's going to help us. She is the career coach. You can find her again at movingforwardsolutions.com. We're going to come back with a couple more ideas for what you can do to get on the same page with your spouse, how to support your spouse in their career. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo.
Start your morning right by listening to Marcus Smith and the Morning Team. With news, current events, entertainment, and lively conversation, the morning show is here to kickstart your day. The movie will be better than the radio. No, 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 no. The radio is always best. The radio is always best. <laughs> Join Marcus and the team for the morning show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Arkansas has now enacted the nation's toughest abortion laws, barring the termination of a pregnancy after it has matured to 12 weeks. The state's governor tried to veto the bill, but that veto was overturned. Capital punishment could be a thing of the past in Maryland after a state Senate vote today approved a bill that would ban the death penalty, putting Maryland on track to be the 18th state to ban the practice. After a massive winter storm forced over 1,000 flight cancellations and cut power to over 50,000 homes and businesses earlier this week, Washington, D.C. wisely shut down before the heavy snow and winds arrived. However, it seems they've dodged a bullet as only a few inches have fallen. Filibuster on Capitol Hill. Senator Rand Paul has been at it since 1145 Eastern Time this morning, trying to block John Brennan's confirmation to be the next CIA director. Paul wants to draw more attention to the drone strike program. According to a new documentary from The Guardian and the BBC, David Petraeus, who was the former CIA director, was linked to torture camps in Iraq. When word of the interrogation centers became public, fighting in Iraq became much more violent. In world news, 20 U.N. peacekeepers are now being held hostage in a contested area near the Syrian-Israel border. Their captors are demanding Syrian government forces move out of an occupied city. Supporters of Hugo Chavez flock to see his coffin as the Venezuelan people prepare to lay their leader to rest. Preparations are already underway for new elections, which are expected to begin within weeks. And Vatican officials are warning cardinals to keep away from the media after several details about proceedings in anticipation of the coming conclave leaked. All but two of the 115 cardinal electors are now in Rome. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody. Today we are talking uh, careers and how to support your spouse in their career. It's a big deal. We've got Jennifer Armitstead with us. She's a career coach. Really, she's she's a, a blogger. She's the host of the Job Club radio show. She's a thought leader on Twitter. You can find her on Twitter at, at CareerCoachJen. And she's a blogger contributor for Forbes, Examiner, Fresh Transition, and Blog Notions. Do you like blogging? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a new job for mm-hmm. you. I mean, that's a, that's the new that's a job that didn't exist a few years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's huge mm-hmm. for sure. I like it. Yeah, and in fact, if you think about all the mommy bloggers oh, that are man. out there, yeah, there's some of them making some really I good know. cash, and their husbands don't have to work anymore. These YouTubers, I know people making coin on YouTube. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. that's why they're pushing their girlfriends off the cliff easily because there's a lot of money to be made absolutely (laughs) and you don't have to marry her that's exactly right (laughs) that's the fastest way to get rid of your date (laughs) tie her to a rope and push her off a cliff then she'll never want to date you right sky boy yes are you learning i am learning a lot are you learning about careers yeah so you need to go home with your wife and sit down and make a plan 
Okay. Should I get a wife first? I would start getting a wife. Okay. Then I would go home. I would get a wife, get married, go home, make a plan. And cross-stitch it and put it on the wall. Cross-stitch it, put it on the wall. Don't be her coach. Don't you dare. Okay. Don't let her be yours. Okay. I'd call Jennifer. Okay. Let her coach you. Because you're going to need help okay. getting a job <laughs> when we're done. I'll write you a letter of recommendation. So, Jen, what do we do? Okay, we've got it. We're not going to let our spouse kind of lead this. That's kind of mm-hmm. just safe. That's mm-hmm. just smart. Mm-hmm. Get a pro on the outside that can kind of guide you. What, By the way, what will a coach really do? I mean, do you... Do I pay you to be like my agent? Is that what a coach does? Do you get me a job? Do you guarantee you'll get me a job? Is that kind of how it works? No, it's different Darn from it. a recruiter. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I well, I but see, I guess I yeah, that's it's got to be different. Yeah, it is different. Recruiters are paid by companies to go and find the right talent. Right. Career coaches work with you to improve whatever it is. Like some examples from some of my clients yeah. is first of all they're getting passive for promotion. Well, why? They're not going to go to their boss and say I need training. They're going to look outside of the company on their own Excellent. and say I need some coaching here to figure out why I'm yeah. getting passed up for promotion. Or maybe somebody who's out of a job and they can't figure out why they're not finding a job or getting it. You know. Do you go in and get data from the company? Like have you ever done that and gone yes. in and talked to a boss mm-hmm. and said what is this deal? Right, absolutely. Their companies will bring me in to do coaching too because they're not understanding what you know what's going on. That's with their smart because they yeah. want to promote their people. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. There's a lot or, of money there, right? Or they're bleeding good talent, and yeah. so they need to stop that, and so they'll bring me in to find out. That's big league. Mm-hmm. You're like hugely famous that way because that i mean really as i think of it as a boss you can lose a lot in one firing Mm -hmm. and you can cost a lot in one hiring yes both Yes, and you need to know kind of both ends there Mm -hmm. don't you okay what else should we do as as spouses with each other well i think one thing that's important is that um you encourage the person to set aside time for their career planning okay so let me give you an example i have a client who um his house is crazy he's got three little boys under the age of eight and it is just game on like donkey Kong yeah, in our house. I mean, totally. just swinging from the rafters, whatever. So before the people get up, he's got to have that time set aside so that he can make sure that he is getting career planning time. Right. So he'll get up really early in the morning, like 4, 4.30 in the morning, wow. and he'll spend about an hour working on career things. So he might spend some time um, reading a career book. Mm-hmm. He might spend some time reaching out to people on LinkedIn, sending some emails and, and trying to connect with his network to get lunch appointments, you know, to continue to, to develop those relationships okay. um, or whatever it is he wants to do. You know, so but that early morning time at first he said it was really hard getting oh, up yeah. early, but now he's so addicted to that time, that early morning quiet before everything starts going crazy right. in the house. Um, and his he and his wife talked about it and they discussed what would work best because the other option would be for him to stay at the office later mm. or to stay up later. You know, so um, this was a time that worked really well for them. Jeez. So encouraging See, your spouse to have that time set aside. If I got up at four thirty, I'd probably need to go to bed by six. <laughs> Is that bad? You're such a pansy. I am, man. I'm getting older. I need my sleep. Yes. You don't look like this, Jen. It might be the cheese. I think it's the cheese. (laughs) It's starting to catch up with me. It's hard to process it. Um, But yes, but yeah, so whatever works for you. A time. But the mm -hmm. time, how much time? We're talking an hour? You can, I would say at least a half an hour. And 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 really, you're just working on the plan you created with your spouse. Exactly. Yeah. What are those things that I need to do to move the needle forward just a little bit? Yeah. Right. So maybe you have a goal that you want to not be published in some kind of trade magazine or something. So you might use that time to do research on who are the editors or Mm. the research on the paper you want to write or, 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 or whatever yeah. it is. So it might be very difficult to do that right after work. And so that way, if you're doing that early in the morning, you have the opportunity to get it done yeah. and show your spouse and yourself that you're working on your career. You know, um, 
it, it seems like when you're a young married, that's a huge thing. Like if I was – I had a couple come into my office today, newly married, and I'm looking at them like, oh, you cute, cute little fresh people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this sounds like a really cool thing if you're just barely getting out. You make a career plan together. And you actually are actively working on networking and building your network mm-hmm. and building this plan. What a unifying thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that doesn't have to just be the young ones. But, you know, time to actually work on a career. It's like a lot of us just think it's going to work because we work. Yeah, because I go to work yeah. Monday through Friday. And I don't know who's working just 9 to 5, right? Yeah, you know, no. it's like 7.30 to 7, right? right? And so people say, well, I've already spent all that time. Why do I have to go home and do personal? Well, that's different. That's where you're going to get money in exchange for the time that you're giving that we're, company. Yeah, we're stepping up. Yeah. So if you're looking at your career, again, if we focus on what my philosophy is, starting when we're undergrads till when we die, then it's bigger. It's beyond it's what your is your whole current life. job right now. Yeah. But if you set aside, even if you set aside a half an hour, two times a week, you're going to be so much further oh. ahead, so much further. And- one lunch. If you mm-hmm. just did one lunch just for you mm-hmm. every week where you went and sat in the park during lunch on your own and worked this plan. Sure. And then another lunch was a network. I mean, you can. Yeah. there's time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you think on an average, you know, 52 weeks. And right. so if you were to – so another thing a spouse can do is say, let's budget – for you to be able to go out to lunch and network with people. So go. that means I, you know, you might be looking at if you take somebody else out to lunch, you're looking at about 30 bucks right. to take them to lunch, right? So if you're going to take somebody to lunch once a week, so you're talking $120, right? A month. Yeah. That's that's it. That's not that's, I mean, if that's if your career gets boosted by Right. Yeah, one or two of those lunches, it's completely worth it. Um, And it's a lot easier to do it while you're working than getting laid off and then you haven't connected. Oh, so awkward. Anyhow, so you really want to spend that time. But then you as a spouse can say, okay, well, where are we going to find this money in our family budget so that you have this? Yeah. And, you know, there needs to be a level of accountability, too. And so um, so I was saying before, don't have your spouse be your career coach, right? But you can definitely come back and be like, honey, high five. Yeah. Guess what? I met with so-and-so. This, this is great cool. lunch. Debrief and, it. Find yeah, out. Exactly. This you can share something cool like that. Oh, and by the way, their wife is really into this. And I said, maybe you two should connect. And so another thing I think works really well for spouses supporting each other is how can you open your home to a business associate? And a great thing that I've seen people do is maybe you've got a um, a Coworker that you're really been, you know, blending yeah. your, your careers and your personal lives. Invite them and their spouse and their kids over for a barbecue yeah, at and your just house hang out. and just hang out and get to know each other. That level of intimacy and knowing each other yeah. will really help. Um, or going out to dinner, maybe there's somebody that your spouse meets at a at a networking event right. and you really, you know, they they kick it off. Well, as you're the stay at home family member support your spouse by saying hey let's go out to dinner let's go I do this that. coordinate get the babysitter yeah. you know as opposed to whining and kicking against it and saying what i don't want to do this i don't I, i'm not in the corporate world i don't have anything to talk no right. find something to talk about you know there's always going to be something well it's huge that i've seen that in my own career just that's how it's that's networking you know what mm-hmm. else was just coming to my mind was Find out when you're out on these lunches with your friends or the career, you know, the networking opportunities, find out what their spouses do, what they're yeah. working like, how they're working. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, some you might – I have a, a client that loves dance and she used to be a big dancer for like the Clippers or somebody and she's done dancing professionally like that. But she'd love to work in a dance studio and her husband went out found out that another friend has a dance studio and boom now the wife actually has a job doing something she loves that's and wonderful so that's just networking yeah absolutely it's just who do you know that's mm-hmm. what it, and we've been doing this since the you know the 
dawn of time. You Don't know? you think some people are kind of inherently good networkers? Oh, sure. And then oh, there's yeah. the rest of us that just, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's just more work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, so, what do you do to overcome that? Well, I think part of it too is just recognizing your bigger mission, right? Yeah. You know, what 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 is I'm trying to do? So, back to the very first thing I said is, you know, stop and look at your career. What are my must haves and nice to haves? Right. And so, for you, let's say you're, you know, for you, Matt, you might be thinking a must have for me is I want to be in a role where I'm making an impact in my community, yeah. right? So, yeah. the more your family and your and your wife understands that, then it gets you're not going to be tired anymore, and they're going to champion you and encourage you, right? right? And right. so, yeah, it's just it's having that bigger calling you You have to know that Mm -hmm. that's the nietzsche quote uh it's easy to say no when you have a deeper yes burning inside right you got to know what your yeses are and then i guess the hard thing is you got to be on the same page i mean this won't work without your wife or Mm -hmm. husband being on board Mm -hmm. sure absolutely and the (sighs) more and quite honestly the more that you do things to blend personal and business life it is easier to be on board because then that spouse who's at home knows these people that you're talking about and they're not feeling that combative or maybe competitive feeling of like why do these people at work get all the good stuff and then you come home and you're a slug on the couch Mm -hmm. what's the deal like you said before you're you know they're nagging well now they understand who this person is and what's going on and it it humanizes what you're talking about the more you blend those two do you see that um like i see a lot of times that it's not always good to actually work together oh yeah um it might be good that we know each other about Mm -hmm. these things but working together can create some problems like my wife books a lot of my my wife books my free speeches. Okay. And she's really good at it. And we're we're trying to tell her, you know, maybe you ought not be so good at booking the free ones. <laughs> the free ones. And maybe you ought to just <laughs> slow down a little bit. But she's a master. And so um but then all of a sudden if something goes wrong, it's like who do you go to but your wife? You're like, mm-hmm. Look, yeah. Don't put me in that position exactly. again. Yeah. I don't want to have to fire you. <laughs> right. exactly. You know what it would take me to fire you? <laughs> right. But I do want to take you off a rock swing up on the top of a mountain somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. So you don't recommend that? No. No. Yeah. There's yeah, there's a whole other issue of people that are working together. You mm-hmm. know, I've had a number of clients say, oh, I'm thinking I might just go into business with my spouse. They've got this going on over here, whatever. And I'm like, whoa, time out. Yeah, That's slow a whole, down whole there. Another deal we're talking about here, and so, um, and actually, as I've worked through that with a number of clients, most of them opt to not do it because yeah. they really realize, you know, pie in the sky, you know, the whole dreamy honeymoon idea of it. They yeah. really get into the minutia and realize, oh, this could be bad. Oh yeah, this could be really bad. Well, and there's so many, and our identities are around our jobs. Right? There's mm-hmm. so much about it, mm-hmm. and just the freedom. We kind of need the freedom to go be viable maybe without our spouse sitting mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and it's just too difficult because when you're done with work, it doesn't mean you're done. Like you continue to talk about it at the, ki- right. at the kitchen table and, you know, when you're driving to wherever the movies, you know, for Friday night date or whatever. I mean, right. it's it's very hard to unplug. And it doesn't end, does it? No. This we just keep doing until we reach our goal or our, I guess, our deathbed. Nice. We just It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. But the way you frame the career, the career is more like kind of like a life purpose it's more than just Mm -hmm. it's where you're going to be contributing to the world Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's for financial gain and sometimes it's for volunteer Mm -hmm. sure absolutely i I know you're big into that Mm -hmm. what do you talk just for a minute about some other ways we should be networking where are some places we should be going to network okay so you mean for the person who's working yeah, like I mean, we were just talking about just a simple kind of like an alumni group. Sure, yeah. And bring my wife to an alumni group, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, we're networking. Right. 
And yep. it's just those are those are for anybody that's been to a university or probably any trade any mm-hmm. any group or organization has some alumni group. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. They're gonna have some or some kind of booster club yeah. or you know something. So yeah, yeah those are great ways to network. Yeah. And then um, then that way, then you start then your spouse will start to develop their own friends there as well, yeah. and they're gonna look forward to it. I know a number of stay at home moms that love going to those business things because it gives them a chance to actually do their hair, yeah. do their makeup, dress get up, dressed up. Something. You know, yeah. they're like, yay, I have a reason to. Put nylons on in the yeah. middle of the week. Well, you know? Skyboy says that every day. <laughs> we need to talk, Skyboy. He's anyhow. a great kid. So anyhow, but then that yes, absolutely. So go and do those things, or you could look at specifically like a trade networking group. So yeah. if you're an accountant, to your you know, group, yeah. yeah. So what's you know, what are those networking groups specifically for accountants? Mm-hmm. Um, for somebody, and that could be for any. It could be for nurses. It could be for lawyers. It really can be for anything. It's just getting out there. Mm-hmm. It is definitely. I'm seeing. Um, a definite change for the stay-at-home moms that are, we're doing like the mommy book clubs. Uh-huh. And so they get together and they'd read whatever teen novel, you know, pick a werewolf, yeah. vampire, whatever. Right. I'm seeing them change from that to saying, wait a minute, if we're going to read a book and we're going to take time to talk about it, why not talk about something that actually has some value to it? Yeah, family finance or right, something. Yeah, exactly. Something. You know, or for, even for them, read that Never Eat Alone book about yeah, networking exactly. and understand then, okay, how can I support my husband as he's networking? What a and great so, idea. Yeah, so you can you can use that. You're already going to read the book, mm-hmm. you're, you know, and maybe you don't do the business book every time. You know, right. Maybe you do that quarterly and then mm-hmm. the other books you can do the candy Well, ones. and then husbands can do the same thing by mm-hmm. reading a vampire book. Clearly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because if I brought, well, actually, my wife's not into vampires. <laughs> but if I, hey, hon, let's talk about vampires, she, yeah. it wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. Well, this and, is and good another thing um, for networking, does that give you enough? No, yeah, but those are good okay. if you got more. So, what I was going to say is that sometimes the online part of networking, so LinkedIn and yeah. Facebook, I'll see families that will have like Bob and Sue Smith is the combined Facebook account yeah, or whatever. Right. And so Sue Smith is on there posting pictures of the kids, you know, with whatever smeared across right. their face or whatever. And that's all fine and dandy. And then Cute. every once in a while you see Bob post something. It's like, what? Bob needs a job. <laughs> right. Bob needs a job. His kid's got stuff smeared on his face. And yeah. so I... I know people, everybody's got their own reasons for that. I really think you should have your own accounts. I agree, too. You know, just Especially professionally. Professionally, it's just so much better. And then on LinkedIn, definitely need to have your own account. And by the way, newsflash people, on your LinkedIn account, do not put your picture with you and your family. And you know. How about with me, like, in a tight shirt, showing my abs? Okay. No, keep it professional, right? <laughs> keep it professional. Like, because yes. you're like, whoa, that's I was not. Thinking of the gobs of cheese, yeah. Matt. I don't know. But don't tell anybody about my gobs of cheese idea yet, because I'm gonna try to patent it. Okay. It's, it's Matt. oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're on the radio. Oh, cheese ball. <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Cheese ball by Matt Townsend. Oh. Don't you think that'd be good? Yeah, I think we could. Mm. New band. I there think you I'm go. hungry. <laughs> so snack. Sorry, oh, but the LinkedIn stuff, you I can absolutely that. connect with people. And um, I will say this, though. Do not have your spouse run your LinkedIn account yeah. for you and get connected to random professional people. It, it can just blow up for you. Like you how? Know? What do you mean? That's interesting. So, for example, people will say, okay, well, my spouse and I share our passwords, which is all fine and dandy, right? right. But then if you're talking, saying, hey, it's time for me to find a new job. Yeah. And so the spouse is like, great, well, let me do some research for you. Okay, some research is okay, but don't do any outward reaching out to yeah. anybody. Um, for an example, one time as a, when I was in a recruiter seat, I called this guy and said, hey, you applied to such and such position. And he said, I did? 
I said, yeah, you did yeah. at this time and this date. And he's like, oh, yeah, my wife sent that for me. So his wife had found positions and was submitting she's, his resume. And I'm trying like, to get him a new job. Oh, brother. I'm like, in what another are you doing? state yeah. where there's a beach. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, this is really bad. That's and interesting. So, and he's like, well, she wants me to make more money. And so I told her if she wants me to make more money, she's got to find me a new job. Oh, that's crazy. So you know how that was going down at home. Money Anyhow, grubber. Yes, absolutely. So some of those things, Huge. be careful. Yeah. You know, still own Talk. your career. Do your yeah. things that you need to do. Use right. these things wisely, you know. Yeah. And so just be smart about it. Jen, you're great. Thanks, Matt. Golly. <laughs> I'm going to call you. I need help. So uh, we're talking with Jennifer Armitstead. She, you can find her, by the way. If you need a coach... A career coach, she's your one. Find her, check her out at movingforwardsolutions.com. She's got it all. You can is that that's a website. You can mm-hmm. they can read all about you. They can see everything you do. Right. Yes. It's good stuff. Jen, you're the best. Thanks. Thank will you. you come back? I will. You In promise? fact, I'll be back. In a month, we're going to talk about how families oh. can support their kids and their careers. We need that because mm-hmm. these kids are all going to be graduating mm-hmm. and. We got to yeah. get them out of our house for yes, real, for sure, absolutely. But thank you, Jen Armitstead. She's the bomb. Appreciate you, Jen. Thank you. Thanks so much. We'll be back with more ideas on how to support your spouse and their careers right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM One Forty Three BYU Radio. Everybody's got a story about a ride-sharing experience, but we're pretty sure we have your story topped this time. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. After about two years, a tiny breakthrough satellite is retiring, but it's led the way to making orbital science more practical and affordable than ever before. It's called FastSat, and it earned that name in several ways. FastSat was built in record time, from off-the-shelf parts to prove how affordable and capable you could make a satellite. Construction was inspired by a schedule change in launch operations. Due to a cancellation, there was room on board an upcoming Defense Agency rocket mission to carry along to orbit a small, separate payload. But could NASA's Marshall Center and the DOD design and build a brand new 400-pound satellite in just 14 months? FastSat lifted off from Kodiak, Alaska in 2010 inside a special dispenser collar that was part of the booster rocket. This collar can hold and eject six mini-sats like FastSat, letting them hitchhike to orbit. FastSat held six experiments, including a tiny nanosat that was launched from FastSat to test solar sail designs. Marshall's FastSat concept inspires the CubeSats of today, showing how to explore bigger by going smaller. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Let Julie Hanks help you. Whether it's a parenting question, a mental health question, or about balancing your life, Julie wants to give you advice. Catch The Julie Hanks Show Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Submit your questions for Julie by emailing julie at juliehanks.com or by calling in live to the show at 855-CHAT-BYU here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. 
We're wrapping it up. You know, what better way to wrap it up? We, we wanted to go do a little bit of, uh, I don't know, just kind of a fallback to the old TV days. TV show writers work tirelessly to create realism in their shows, right? One could say media is a window to the world and a mirror of our lives. So as we talk about supporting a spouse in their career, let's take a look at some classic TV shows. Television never really got off to a good start trying to depict what the working life was like for a married couple. I mean, there was the honeymooners. The abusive husband coming home and berating his wife after a long day of driving a bus. But I suppose one could argue there is a degree of realism there. A bus driver living in a dumpy little tenement in New York City. A post-war 1950s abusive husband. At least verbally abusive. To the moon, Alice! I mean, to Alice's credit, she was pretty abusive back. And that rolled into I Love Lucy. Ricky, the talented but penniless musician, living in a very modest apartment. But there was a sort of paternal relationship. Lucy! Away! The 1960s began to fix that with the Dick Van Dyke show. Laura Petrie seemed much more of a suburban mom, supportive to her husband who went off to the city to be a... TV show writer. Okay, that's where the realism starts to melt down. We've gone from bus driver to musician to TV writer. I think the media people are kind of getting stuck in their own careers. But it's interesting to watch Mary Tyler Moore's character evolve as the decades went by. And by the late 70s, she was single, living in the city. She's going to make it after all as a TV news writer. didn't need a spouse to support her. Realism? I'll leave that to you to decide. For me, it was when she bought her friend a car. There's a spur-of-the-moment gift where I thought the realism of that show kind of tapped out. The Mary Tyler Moore show was kind of like my three sons, only if it had been my no children. I guess Fred McMurray and my three sons did have his dad living in the house, kind of helping him out. And he had his three sons. And to be fair, it was an older show than Leave it to Beaver. And I'd argue my three sons was probably more realistic than Leave it to Beaver. I mean, come on. The mom wears pearls to dinner every night. There seems like a serious disconnect from reality there. But the whole show kind of has this vibe to it that just doesn't seem right. Gee, Wally. But easily the most influential television family of all time was the Brady Bunch. Color TV had offered the opportunity to introduce new realism. And sadly, this show was probably the least realistic of them all. Oh, come on, a guy with three sons happens to marry a woman with three daughters? I realize they're quite a bunch to take care of, and it's an awful lot of work for the mom, but they hired a live in housekeeper? I've known a few architects, and there is no way Mike Brady was making that kind of money as an architect. Unless he was designing mansions for the mob. Hmm. So what does this have to do with supporting your spouse? I have no idea. But the important takeaway message is, television isn't real. What? It's not. What? Television's not real? Are you telling me Gilligan... And the professor and Marianne were not really stranded on an island? Well, to be fair, they didn't work either. (sighs) I hate 
beat that. Hey, by the way, architects in the 70s probably made more money than they do today in California. Was that a hot profession back then? Oh, yeah. It seems like now everybody, I have these friends, they go, you know, the, the same kind of mentality they'd have about wanting to go to art school. It's like, I want to be an architect, you know, and... Yeah, it's now kind everyone's of a like, dead end. you don't want to do that. That's a dead-end job. You'll never make any money. But there are, you know, architects make money, right? But, and I really liked your Marsha Brady got hit in the nose with Ouch, the ball. Ouch, my nose! That was, like, that was weird because everyone was expecting to hear the actual voices, but we don't have the rights to use the voices. So you actually made every voice up. Yeah. To the moon, Alice. Yeah, that's that's the name that's of the, the, honey, the honeymooners' yeah. life, right? Alice, yeah. Alice, I think it was. That's Good. a little view behind the curtain, a little radio magic. Yep. We just lifted up the. Anyway, not exposed pretty. just how terrible it truly is. Well, good job, kids. Uh, so, are you now motivated to go find a spouse that you can share and support each other's careers? Yeah. Wouldn't, isn't it, it exciting to Let's think that it. with a spouse, you guys could easily double the income you're currently making? Well. Probably. How does poverty line work? Because at first I thought, well, this would be great. With a second income, I could escape the poverty line. Yeah. But then don't they recalculate the poverty line because now you have two people? Yeah, they do. So then you fall right back into it. So the key would be to marry somebody that's not below the poverty line. Oh. Marry somebody that's like way above it. That's your challenge, Rob. We're going to leave you with a challenge for the day, Rob. You go find somebody that's independently wealthy. She's going to be very disappointed with my earning potential, but... You know what? You know what? It's not about your earning. It's just about... You just need love. All you need is love. That's all you need. Money helps. Love is all you need. I'm about to sing. Thanks for joining us, folks. We hope you've learned something on the show about cooperating, being there for your partner. Remember, Jennifer's advice, we need the network of people. Alone, we're just kind of a... We're just floating alone. But with a spouse, with people around us, with a network, with a bunch of friends, we can uh, we can do a lot of great stuff. We can move the mountains. That's why we have this radio show. Thanks for listening to us. We hope we've given you something positive to look at in life. Even more importantly, we hope we've given you a leg up in your families, your your careers. We'll be back tomorrow with more ideas right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.